Bro. Hey, let's talk about some manifesting abundance and space and stuff or whatever um, uh, energies. Uh, hey, that's the uh, 10,000 Enso's um, Project Podcast. Um, as with the Enso's right now, I'm waiting f- still um, for uh, the Kickstarter campaign to be in review with the, the Kickstarter people. So I got a couple days. I'm going to work on some other stuff. I think I might make some videos today. Maybe, probably, I don't know, really late start to my day. Um, but last night was really amazing. Um, want to talk about that? <laughs> Dear Diary. <laughs> uh, so yesterday was another day where I had like three hours of sleep, tops maybe. Um, and I was dragging my ass through the day, blah, 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 doing whatever. And a friend texted me and was like, hey, there's a, there's a show tonight. Um you know, some way over the top dubstep thing, um, you know, just full dopamine, you know, like, blah, 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 you know, wild ass shit. And I was like, so tired. I just felt like I was like, you know, a 70 year old father, grandfather or something. I was like, Oh God, am I really even have the fucking energy to do this? And, um, I was like, he was like, dude's like, tickets free, tickets free. And I was like, oh, God. And I know this is good for me. Um, okay. So I go. Um, and then, you know, before I went, I was like, well, I don't want to, what, what should I take? I'm so tired. I'm not even going to enjoy it. I'm just going to stand there and be like, I want to lay down so I can have insomnia. <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to take? And I had this 2CB, actual 2CB. I've only ever seen it once in my life. I have a very, very limited quantity. And I had saved it for two fucking years to take with my soon-to-be ex-wife while she was um, in my life in a positive way. And she she kept... I asked her a few times. She kept refusing. Um... Because uh, she definitely did not, part of her definitely did not want the relationship I wanted. Um, anyways, uh, you know, you ever, you ever seen that movie Sideways where the guy is like, um, uh, he's like a wine connoisseur, r- failing writer, and um, the whole movie is him being a sad schlub about his ex, his wife left him and his life is stupid and shitty and he cries he's, he's he's just a mess and in the end of the movie there's a part where he, he like had some wine he had been saving for a long time for the perfect time he'd been waiting and waiting and waiting for the perfect time and in the end of the movie he just takes out the fucking bottle of wine that he'd been saving for years um i think he was saving it for like an anniversary i don't know it's been a long time since i've seen the movie um He'd been saving it, and they realized, you know, there's now is the right time. And um, he fucking, instead of being a, a foodie-type person where, you you know, you have to pair the wine with the perfect meal or whatever, he just ate it, like, in a fast food place with a cheeseburger and french fries. And he drank the fucking wine and, um, you know, enjoyed it. Because life is short. Um, well, it's not short, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real fuck. That's what life is. It's a real fuck. Um... Uh, and he, he's, he's like, now, you know, now's the time to, to enjoy it. Enjoy things, you know, while you have them. Um, 
So I, and then I was like, well, should I take one or two? Because I've taken, I've only done it like twice. And I was like, uh, I've taken one before when I go to a show and it's not a lot. And I was like, what happens if I take two? Because I was also on Kratom. And I thought about it. I was like, I don't think those are going to interact with each other because they're totally different receptors. Um, one's a, you know, serotonergic uh, receptor interaction. And the other is a uh, mu opioid receptor. And probably a little bit of something else. But um, I was like, I think it should be okay. I'm like, uh, you know, I've never done... <laughs> and that's such a fucking rare combination. Um, you know, I was like, I'm not even going to find good info on the internet about that. That's a that's that's two um, less popular things, mainly the 2CB. 2CB is scarce. Um it's one of the ones invented by Mr. Sasha Shulgin. Uh, I know um, one of the reasons I had been saving it for my wife is because she has a lot of fucking trauma, like more trauma than anybody should ever have. And um, it's like one where, uh, you know, people, people get uh, the con that people say is that it's like lighthearted and not, uh, it doesn't take you through uh, as much of a deep um, philosophical trip. They say it's like cartoony and, uh, kitty, kitty shit, you know? Um, uh, but Sasha said that like, you know, the two C series, some of them were the most useful for, um, uh, psychotherapy. Um, and, uh, I forget if it's two CE or two CB, maybe a little bit of both. One, there is, you know, maybe even more therapeutic value than MDMA, um, but I forget which one, 2CE, 2CI, there's a whole bunch of them, and this was 2CB I took. And I took two. I was like, fuck it, I've handled a lot probably wilder shit, and, you know, in the past, one was not um, sufficient. It just, you know, I got a taste of it, but not, I didn't get to go too far. So, um, but, but the, also like Sasha said, it would like some of the two C series was the most, as he said, erotic. And I haven't read Fecal, um, but I know that, um, people complain that Sasha and his wife, um, talk too much about their sex life and, and, uh, what's, why don't, I can't remember her name. Um, she, she was like a psychologist. Uh, I can't remember her name, his wife. Sasha Shulgin's wife. Um, anyways, they said it was like the most erotic of of the two, you know, of 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 the phenethylamines. You know, phenethylamines are like MDMA, mescaline, all that fun stuff. So, um, I was like, you know what? I still got a few more of these. Um, I was gonna wait till I took these with a partner, but it's gonna be a fucking long time before I'm with somebody that I trust. And it's going to be a long time before I'm with somebody that I would want to use these with. Who knows if they'll even be good by then. I don't know what the shelf life of these things. I've already been sitting on them for two years. Uh, missed the opportunity um, to use them. I should have, I should have, I don't know. I should have, I should have tried harder. I should have been, it's one of the things I'm realizing now. Um, I let um, the, the most uh, immature and the least in control of themselves to control too much of my relationship. I got to fix that for next time. 
I'm fucking older. Um, I have more experience. I'm more knowledgeable. I'm no guru. I'm, uh, you know, but I, I let too much slide and I let too much, um, I gave too much, uh, power control, whatever to the person who could handle it the least. I should have been a little bit more staunch with things. Um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. I took two of them, went to the show. It was really nice. Um, it took a while to come on. You know, there's a whole thing when you take things orally, like the proper ways to get them to work. Because, you know, if you take something on a full stomach, you might not get the whole effect because it's going to get kind of diluted with all the other stuff in there. It's going to get mixed in. You're not going to absorb it. If you um, put take it on an empty stomach and you're drinking like ice water or some shit, uh, it might not absorb for a while, if you, you know, ice water, diet Coke, you know, shit like that, there's nothing in the, you there in your stomach for it to be, for your stomach to be like, Hey, there's, f- there's food in here. There's something we should absorb. It'll just sit in there. You know, um, that's, that's a very non-scientific way of saying it, but you take something on an empty stomach and you don't put a little something in there to, to cue your stomach in on, Hey, absorb what's in here. Um, it, it might not for a while. And I wasn't thinking about that. Um, maybe it was just sitting on a nice little bed of kratom in my stomach and, uh, it slowly kind of came on and it was nice. Like at the show, it was like nice and smooth. It didn't feel too pushy. It felt really, really just nice. And, um, it started to get a little more intense, but you know, you know, I really didn't start to get that like slightly on edge feeling you get from like taking a, a a proper dose of MDMA or anything like that. And, um, it was really nice. It just kind of enhanced everything a little bit. And I was like, well, this is great. It's still kind of weak, but this is kind of great. And then, you know, after the show, we're talking, uh, two, one, one in the morning. I don't know. Took a cab on the way home. I was like, you know what? Uh, it's starting to come up a little bit more. Like, what the fuck? And, and you know, uh, reality was starting to peak then. It fucking took a while. And so on the way home, I picked up some uh, nitrous. Um, you know, the little uh, whipped cream things, cartridges. And I was like, oh, let's, let's, let's fucking, if this gets... It's starting to get a little bit of an edge to it. This will take that off because I need to sleep at some point in time. And that will help help with that. Um, and I went home. And it was really peaking then. And uh, it was really nice. Everything just felt great. Um, everything just felt enhanced. Uh, nothing crazy, though. Uh, I wasn't, I was, you know, looking around to see if there was going to be very much any visual distortions or anything. anything. But everything was just kind of crisp and clear and uh, enhanced. You know, it's like the resolution's up a little bit, uh, and the colors are a little, the saturation's a little up, uh, but it felt nice, and uh, then I did some whipped cream, and Jesus Christ, uh, that exploded everything into a very cartoonish, um, really enhanced the whole thing, took all the edge off of it, it fucking pure bliss, um, and it was lovely, and I went through a bunch of, you know, I've been ruminating just nonstop all day, every day from the moment I wake up to the, to the when I 
eventually go to sleep on my relationship issues. Um, and I went through some, some sentimentalness, some sadness, some anger, and I, I let myself just feel a lot of those things and it was really good. Um, you know, this is the day after and I'm like, wow, that was fucking therapeutic as fuck. Um, and it was lovely. You know, there's some sadness to it because it's like all I was thinking about all these, these good times that were had in the past and they're, they're never coming back, but they, they still exist um, as a memory. And I still have those somewhere in me. And it's never going to happen again. Those times are never going to come back. Not with that person. It's all, it's done. It's done. It's never going to get better. It is what it is. Um, and it was such a lovely time. <laughs> and, and my God, fucking nitrous plus kratom plus 2CB is, is a pretty wonderful time. Uh, and, I, and I was laughing to myself because it's like I'm, you know, in my early 40s. I'm like, I feel like such a dad looking down at my body. I've gained some weight since the breakup. I'm starting to take it back off now. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm like a dad without kids. But this is like the the um, cliche of like the, the kids aren't around. Uh, dad's just fucking kicking back and chilling. Um in certain ways, I was my fucking wife's dad uh, far too often. And she played the role of my rebellious daughter far too often. I'm like, I hate you, dad. <laughs> you just don't understand. <laughs> Slam a door. And it's like, bitch, you're supposed to be my wife. Why do I feel like I'm your dad? Um, but I felt like I finally had that. Uh, the kids are out of the, uh, you know, away with their mom or some shit kind of. Um, it's time for dad to kick back. And you know what? I was even thinking, I was like, you know, it's, it's so good that I'm doing these drugs because I could be doing what society would think is, I would be completely acceptable in society is if I was like doing what makes sense to most people, which is kick back with fucking, you know, uh, some mezcal, uh, and Tecate and listen to like uh, Norteño music and fucking, you know, just being a pathetic crybaby. And, you know, alcohol just never, it like uh, numbs some symptoms, but it makes sure that you never get through the shit. You know, I used to drink a lot I'm from the Midwest and alcohol like never helps you move through things. It just takes the symptoms away so you never get the impetus to, like, move the fuck forward. It never lets you deal with the stuff. And your entire baseline, if you drink regularly, your entire baseline is fucked up. You don't even know it. You walk around feeling shitty. Your anxiety is higher when you're not drinking, when you're a semi-regular to regular drinker. I've learned all this shit afterwards. Like, they, they should teach this shit in schools. But, like, you know, I, I could totally be, do, you know, spending the night um, drinking aguardiente and chasing it back with tears. Um, you know, aguardiente, if you don't know, is a Colombian. Uh, it's like 
basically like a anise. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Fennel, anise, licorice. It's not great. Um, you're supposed to say you like it in Colombia because Colombians are have far too much pride for their own good. Um, but yeah, uh, I could have just been well doing like the most pathetic, um, quote unquote, hopeless romantic, um, I don't even know what you call it. Just ruminating on my own brooding. Um, but instead I was doing (laughs) weird ass drugs that most people would be like, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. And these drugs was fucking good. And I was like, man, I feel like a lot of weight has been lifted off me. Um, and it was, you know, normally when I try to do trips, you know, to as in a, with an intention of like working through things, I, I view them as challenging and they are challenging and they're like, uh, they're just a, a fucking burden. This one was like cartoony as hell. I was like, you know, yeah, I was hitting the fucking nitrous and the whole room turned into like cartoons and uh, I, there was a couple times I like, uh, not quite passed out, but I don't know what you call it when you like fucking... Um, I don't know what the hell, what is that when you like lose, you didn't lose consciousness because, but like you're blowing the balloon and then all of a sudden you're like, why, you know, why am I, why did I fall on the floor? And then you're like, wait, no, I'm, I'm still in a bed. Like, um, it's like you drift off into dream world for a second or two. I don't know what you call that. Cause it's not losing consciousness, like turn, turn off, go to black, but it's like, and I had like. Normally, if I do nitrous, I have the, these reoccurring things um, that happen. Like, I do nitrous, and I'll have that moment where I, I feel like I fell over and was, like, in a doorway. I don't have any try to ascribe any meaning to this, but it's like a reoccurring thing. It's really weird to me. I don't know what that means, like, neuro uh, neurobiologically, that if you have, like, the same little moment of dream every time you do a specific thing, with you know, nitrous in this case. Um, I don't know. But this was different. I had all different ones. And they were meme-related. And it was all lighthearted and fun. And um, every time I did them, like, the room turned into, like, cartoons. I was seeing faces on the walls. It was fucking cartoony and and just hilarious and I was laughing my ass off about things um it was great it was purely fucking cathartic and I knew the doses the dosage I knew I had pre-tested this all this stuff I had done all my due diligence and I sat on this shit for two years um and it was fucking wonderful and I wish you could get this shit more often but I waited I think to, for the right time uh, it was perfect. And I even wrote um, a, a, a a kid's uh, short story um, during the, during it. And when I was starting to come down, I uh, I was listening to a little bit of Krungbin. I'm, I'm going to put the specific Krungbin song uh, link uh, underneath this uh, podcast that is on Substack. Um. And then I also, I'm going to put a link to a, something I just, you know, when I started to come down, I was like, well, you know, I looked at some, you know, mindless social media shit and this thing popped up while I was doing a fucking balloon and it was like really, I don't know, it felt perfect. 
because it felt like even though it was cartoony and goofy and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say infantile, very kid-like, this uh, substance. And I could see if it was in the right context, it could be totally um, sexy, erotic, whatever the fuck, uh, as, as the Shulgans say. You know, it's, it's the context, set and setting means so much. Um, but it turned my fucking dingy, dreary, dim... Uh, apartment into a fucking, you know, cartoon fucking happy place for a minute, which is something I haven't felt in a fucking long, long, long time. Um, anyways, this has nothing to do with insos, but you know, part of the thing is with this podcast and, uh, the parent podcast, the mystic Nathias podcast, which I haven't made one of those in a while is, you know, it's the whole thing of, like, trying to live a spiritual life, but specifically not trying to use the word spiritual because I'm a fucking atheist, agnostic, agnostic atheist. And it's like, well, what does that look like? But what what actually, let's just use the word spiritual for the moment. What does a spiritual, like, you know, conscious kind of living practice, beliefs, what does that actually look like? you know, in the, in the form of an atheist or whatever. But I mean, what does all those things entail? Oh, relationships are one of them. Uh, fucking philosophy, reading, exercise, basically all of life. It's like a holistic thing. Like philosophy shouldn't just be, um, a bunch of old white guys books, um, where they play some mental masturbation with each other in very convoluted ways. Um, it's like a whole, whole, whole life thing. All the things in your life, they're all fucking connected. Uh, your sex life, your, um, your, uh, I don't know why I got caught on that. Maybe it's because I'm missing it. <laughs> uh, all, all the parts, all the different parts of your life, they are all, they're all connected to, to this um, so-called spiritual life. And so I guess in a way, even though I'm just talking about, been talking way too much about autobiographical stuff, it all, it all kind of connects, uh, mental health and fucking connects practice discipline. That's one of the things I'm trying to get back. I, I had far more discipline. If you're talking to me a year ago, two years ago, but I had clear motivate, I had clear, not clear motivations, but I had clear goals. I had much more clear goals. And those goals have been all ripped out from my fucking intestines. So, um, I, I'm, I'm just been struggling to find the new, you know, idol to walk towards, you know? Uh, and that's been hard. But, um, I guess I just wanted to share with you guys that I had a fucking magical, uh, not literally magical, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm, a, I'm a very amagical guy. I don't believe in uh, any bullshit unless somebody can prove their bullshit. Um, I'm very skeptical. I grew up Christian, and I'm not Christian anymore. So what What do you got? What do you, you got something better? Like, you're going to have to prove it. It's why I'm an atheist. It's why I'm an, an agnostic. Anyways, just wanted to share with you a very wonderful fucking night because I haven't had one of those in a while. And, you know, I've been dragging my ass every day being like, I need to still do things. 
I need to get back on my shit because six months from now, I don't want to be still ruminating on the same shit. I'm going to have to figure out a way how to deal with this shit and also move my life forward because I don't want to be where I am right now. Right now, I'm in a, in a financial implosion and my fucking wife left. And it's not one of those like, oh, maybe we can work it out. It's not going to work out. She has an incurable fucking mental disorder that's fucking tragic. She didn't get it just by chance. It's not, she didn't get it just from like by genetics. She got it from fucking intense, intense trauma from a young age. And because of that brain development, she's just going to like find new tragedies over and over and over. And even if somebody comes into her life like me, that was trying hard as fuck to give her all of the tools to change her life for the better. She ran screaming. So, um, uh, cause people will pick the hell they know over, you know, something else. And if something seems, you know, they get scared, they get fucking scared. Um, they don't know how to navigate a good thing. If all they've had in their life is fucking awful things. They know how to deal with that. That's what they've been dealing with all their life. Fucking poverty and this and that and all this other stuff. You give them the chance of like, here's the tools. Now get to work. And they don't know how to work. They just go and find something, you know, what they're used to. My guess is she's probably shacked up with a drug dealer or some bullshit like that. Um... Yeah, way too much personal information, as usual. It's not, it was totally not my intention, but then what the fuck do I talk about? Because I haven't, um, especially the Mystic Nathias one podcast, I, I haven't found other people to talk to yet who would say, yes, I would like to talk with you, because as of yet, all of everything is just me talking to myself. Whatever. I, I don't want to make this long. I don't want to take more of your time. I'm going to leave a couple links, uh, and I hope you enjoy and um, drag your ass and do the stuff you don't want to do. The rest of the day, I'm going to be probably making videos for um, the Inso Project. I'm going to post them on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that horse shit. Um, and uh, hopefully I get some sleep tonight. I, only, I didn't sleep that much last night. I got a little bit more than like two or three. I forget what it was. Maybe, oof, I don't know. I woke up a few times, I don't know, six, six hours, I don't know, whatever, uh, I might just have just a little touch of PTSD from, from, from this summer, I don't know, can I be just, I mean, I've, I've never had insomnia like this. Uh, so I guess that's the podcast. Drag your ass out there and keep doing the shit you know you should do. Do the stuff you hate the most. Do the stuff you fear the most. Do the things you don't want to do the most. And keep doing them. If something's like, oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, and fucking do that shit. And then eventually, when it pops up, take the, take the chance. Take the two um, pills of 2CB. Go out with a friend. Uh, have a good time and let out all of that pent up shit that you just keep trying to fix in your head, but you, you're not going to fix it. You're not going to fix it. The, what 
doesn't make sense. This is probably never going to make sense. Um, so there you go. So just keep grinding. It'll get better. You'll maybe have some night where you kick back and um, have the room turn into cartoons and laugh your ass off. And that's okay. So here's some sound effects. Godspeed. <laughs>